This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, now, the Shannon in the Morning Big Show podcast. There's a piece written today in the New York Post by a guy named Nick Rowan. He's a senior at Hillsdale College, but he interned at the Post Mm -hmm. this summer. And... He wrote this piece. It's very touching. He said, my earliest memory is watching the South Tower come down on our basement TV. I was three years old. Wow. And you think about, you know, you think we don't really, you know, when you when you're older, you don't give you don't give the the timeline that much thought. Mm -hmm. And, And I was talking to Kermit this morning. And he was in what did you say, junior high school? Yeah, I was in seventh grade when it, when when the attack happened. on our country occurred. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy was three years old, and he has memories of seeing it on TV and being scared to death. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great piece. It's a different take on things. He says, "I got older. I spent every September the 11th focused on studying what had happened." My younger brother and I would pray for the people who died that day and watch all the documentaries we could find. So I was, I thought, and I said, well, wait a minute, let me ask Kermit, because how old are you, Kermit? 29. 29 years old, but he was in junior high, and they tried to protect the kids mm-hmm. from what was happening that morning, right? Yeah, yeah, normally, you know, the classrooms, all the doors were open, you're walking the halls and everything, but... All of a sudden, like, lunchtime came around, and all the doors shut, and all the teachers were kind of gathered together because they didn't want any of the kids to know what was happening, but they were watching it on the TVs in their rooms. Right. And then a lot of the teachers weren't paying attention, so, like, lunch ended, and we'd walk up, knock on the door. Like well, They forget that they had to wow. do classes. And and the other thing, too, is, the, you know, remember when you were in school and they had the little speakers over the, uh-huh. the, the door and the principal's office had the microphone and all that? So. There, was, there was a thousand kids in my graduating class and about every 30 seconds it'd be like, Stephanie to the principal's office, Tommy to the principal's office. All the parents were coming in and taking their kids out of school. Yeah, that happened in the Montclair schools. My kids were much littler. I had a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. And uh, I remember vividly because, Scott, you and I, uh, we were all trapped in the city. You couldn't leave the city because all the crossings were shut. And I vividly remember looking at the river and thinking, I wonder if I could swim that because I really wanted to get back to my kids. And I just really thought if all hell breaks loose and this continues, I got to get out of here. And that's all I wanted was to connect with them. And I thought. Maybe I could do it. I was on the swim team when I was in high school, but it's uh, it was <laughs> thinking about swimming. I sure did. Yeah, I sure did. You have little babies across the river. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, you do, you do anything. anything for you. If you have kids, you, I understand. Is it when they're that, especially that little, because you just want to get to them, and and we couldn't get out of the city. A lot of us didn't know what we're go- was going on still. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to remember at that time too. All the cell phones were out. There yeah. were no planes in the sky, and n- no one really knew what was going to happen i remember that uh at that time we were working at two two penn plaza above penn station and they evacuated 
Penn, uh, Penn Station and our entire building. We were the only people still in that building. If you remember, they evacuated uh, the Empire State Building also. Right, which is only a block away, about a block and a half away from us. And I remember standing there as we talked and feeling like, can I feel any vibration in the floor? Because I kept, kept wondering, is this, you know, is this something that's just going to keep going and keep going and keep going? It was really unbelievable and that uh, that evening people always ask me, what was it like when you walked out of the building because your brain is fried we were on the air from 6 a.m all the way through 8 p.m that night yeah and it wasn't a situation where you, we weren't playing any commercials we weren't played a couple of songs like god bless the usa and we had people lots of people call in both oh. we had people call in from the buildings as well before oh, yeah. they had fallen wow it had, was, i said this before we talked to a couple of people who were in the other building and were lost and never made it out yeah. yeah i went downstairs that night because i had my husband was working uptown and managed to get a hotel room and i went down because the only way there were no cabs obviously and there was this young police officer near my car sobbing and that's such a weird feeling because police officers are like they're, they're, so strong. they're your protection <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and i just held him I, and he was talking about his brother-in-law who's his best friend who's a firefighter and they couldn't connect with him and some other police officers then came over and took him. But I just remember, he was a baby. He was maybe 23, 24 years old and and was completely traumatized. And I never, ever forgot him. The scariest part for me was the next morning because the expression, the city never sleeps. And I really felt that the city was asleep that day because working morning drive, I had stayed in a hotel room. I was actually nine months pregnant with my youngest daughter. And we were walking at around four o'clock in the morning. And it was just empty. And I've never been frightened to yeah. work these hours. But there was nobody in the streets. And all of a sudden, I hear it like clickety-clack walking behind me. And I, I look around. And there was this police officer with this huge gun. And, and he's like, hey, where are you going? And we told him where we were going, who we worked for. And he shut down. escorted us you know, to our jobs. But it was just such a eerie, weird feeling. That was the oddest part the next morning. And yeah. then I had to get downtown and go through roadblocks. And, and that, well, that night we stayed right there in the I city. I stayed uptown with my husband, but you stayed, boy, did you stay in Pen- Pennsylvania? We came, we came walking out and the 7th Avenue was completely empty. Yeah. Um, no cabs, no, nothing. No, no and garbage trucks, nothing. It was, we'd yeah. been in the building all day like long. We weren't outside at all. Nobody went yeah. outside because we were on the air. And you could actually smell the jet fuel. Oh, and yeah. It. And the, the dust. Remember the man that walked right up 7th Avenue to us and came up into the studio? We had, And he was covered with dust and he came on the air with us? The other Oof. thing, too, is if you stepped in, in the street, 7th Avenue, stepped off the curb, your, your feet went ankle high in soot. And ashes. Yeah. Wow. That's how far. That's how far it went. I mean, it was just, you know. What a day. It was a a day, obviously, we'll never forget. And we shouldn't. Radio.com. Radio.com. 8.45 as we prepare for our moment of silence. And... We remember the people we lost on this day 17 years ago. The firefighters, the police officers, EMS, Port Authority guys and women, and all the first responders. Today we remember 
because we will never forget the 17th anniversary of the terrorist attack on our country. Don Henley and things certainly changed in a New York minute as we remember so many people who went to work on that beautiful morning and never came home that night. 2,977 that day. And in the aftermath, they say it's set to top that again with the people who've been impacted by what they went through down there. Port Authority remembers its 84 fallen members are having a service at St. Peter's Church 2 o'clock today. They also have They also have hung the world's largest free-flying U.S. flag. If you happen to be going over the George Washington Bridge today. Ooh, I'd love to see that. They hung it out there right after 7. And also tonight, I look for it this morning coming in. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see the the tribute in light, the Twin Towers of Blue Light. Yeah. And uh, it'll happen tonight, dusk until dawn. So be sure and look to the heavens after sundown. One of the things I that I personally remembered 17 years ago, mm-hmm. remember everywhere you went, people had an American flag? Everywhere. Everywhere, on cars, on houses, on, you know, you be, every fire truck. Bridges. Everywhere, the bridges that hung over the highways, flags down there. Yeah. When you drive, when you, when you drove anywhere, you see people in their cars crying. Yeah. It was a a time that actually brought our country together. It was amazing because the one thing everybody who comes to New York says is nobody makes eye contact with each other. And in the aftermath of that, the most fascinating thing was that everybody you walked by looked at you. Yeah. And the flags were flying. Yeah. As many times as I've heard that song and played that song, it still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it's beautiful. When I hear it. Ray Charles doing it. As... um, we offer our thoughts and prayers with the families who mourn today and have every day for the past 17 years. Those we lost will always hold a special place in the hearts of New Yorkers. And the family that is the FDNY, the NYPD, the Port Authority, the, because those people that work together, the first responders, EMS, those guys, they're family, the way they work together. And oh, yeah. so those losses are... Deeply, deeply felt. This is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.